if you're hustling and you're working and you're lifting and you're running around with kids, your body probably needs more calories and protein than you're even aware of. But women think like, I don't know where they get this number from. Well, probably because it's everywhere, but 1,200 calories, I need 1,200 calories. And I'm like, oh my God, that's like good for a toddler. Hey there, my friends. Welcome back to another episode here on the Fit Mother Project podcast. Boy, are we in for an amazing conversation today because I am joined by my friend and fitness expert, Melissa Vogel. And this is an amazing woman. Um, We met fairly recently where I was a guest on her podcast and we had such a good conversation that I knew that she needed to come into the Fit Mother Project community to share everything that she's doing to support busy moms, and quite frankly, men too, to have a really full express life, to have an amazing fitness journey. And like, she's got all the experience in the world. She's a fitness expert with 20 years of experience. She's a business owner, legitimately a secondary black belt in Taekwondo. She's a model and actress, and she has three girls. So the fact that she's doing all of this and looking and feeling great and inspiring, there's so much we have to learn from Melissa. And she went through her own health journey, having lost 60 pounds, and now she's really in the fittest state she's been. And that means like physically for sure, but mentally and spiritually. And she has a group for online moms called Busy to Bomb Fit Mom, where she helps busy moms get back to being fit through mindset work, vision, balance, and combining all these things that we talk about here on the podcast. And she's also the host of the Bomb Mom podcast. That was the podcast I mentioned um, I was on a little bit. And I highly recommend you check that out because she's just got a wide range of guests and she's really hilarious. So Melissa, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me on. So, okay, let's get into a little background on your story because I think it's relevant, like especially so people look at you and if they're watching the video version of this and they see someone who just like looks super fit and healthy and like, I know it wasn't always that you were just crushing it. You had the stresses and the pressures of many moms. So let's start there. Give us a little background on how you kind of got here and then we'll get into all the tactics, the strategies and the stuff we want to cover today. Oh, for sure. It, it has been a journey. And it's crazy because when you become a parent, especially for women and moms, you change so much after every single child. It's it's just not the same. Like physically, your body, like your hips, you know, like they never go back. Um, your stomach, your skin, like everything. It, it It's different with every single kid. But then also like mentally too. And if you're not careful, you, you you lose yourself a little bit more with each kid. It's so common to do that. Um, and, and I even experienced it knowing all the things, you know, like I know how to stay in shape. I was training people and it, it still happened to me. So I know if it happens to me, it's going to happen mm-hmm. to everyone else too. Probably they're going to struggle just as much. But I had, I'm, I'm grateful for those struggles because that is what led me to where I'm at now. I would have never figured out how to change my body physically, my mindset, my self-talk, um, my relationships, you know, and with my kids and stuff, had I not gone through the, through those struggles, um, because that, that's what taught me. But the growth in all areas of my life is truly what got me to where I'm at today. It's not just one thing. It's not just, oh, I started I started eating more protein yeah. or I started lifting weights. Mm-mm. It's like all areas. Well, I think that's a beautiful just like initial recognition. You're here as a messenger, someone on the other side of this thing being like, okay, hey, there's a process. There's transformation that can be had. Like I went through it. You can do it too. But for anyone who's maybe in the midst of it right now, 
even just recognizing that there's good that comes from this, even though it's hard and seems maybe stressful or overwhelming right now. Like I'm in this hero's journey. There is a path and a process. And so I want to ask you, what what in your estimation of all the experience you do have separates the successful bomb moms, those that ultimately succeed in this hero's journey from those that kind of feel like they're stuck in a constant struggle loop? Yeah, that's one of the biggest things that separates us. And I'm constantly telling like my bomb moms that that we repurpose our failure. We repurpose our struggles where people on the, the outside <laughs> that aren't what separates us is that it's like, man, I failed again man, I failed again. And people don't take time to just stop. And okay, what, what went wrong? What did I do wrong? Let's reevaluate that. Cause like right now we're starting, you know, a brand new month. We're ending the last month and it's not like, okay, let's set new goals. It's like, no, no, no. Where did we win last month? Mm -hmm. And where did we lose? Because bomb moms, they keep reevaluating. So every single loss or failure or goal that wasn't achieved that's a stepping stone that it, it's a win in a way. And that's what I'm constantly teaching and training my clients to look at like, okay, your nutrition didn't work. What you were doing didn't work. So that's not a failure. Now we know how to tweak it. No, yeah. now we know how to change it. There's so many people out there. They're just like, I, I failed. I failed again. Well, that didn't work. Oh, well, I gained five pounds. Let's just pray. I don't do it this month yeah. too. And it's just such a wah, wah <laughs> mindset. Yeah. And you can hear that victim mindset. You can like hear it. Maybe many of us can hear that playing that script playing in our own heads, but we can certainly hear it when other people share it. It's like there's an empowering concept that you shared there where some people, somebody can have the awareness of reflection. And then I have new choice this month. I can choose something new and different. Thank you for the learning and the data. So there's like gratitude and also like clarity. And that's so much different than having the same exact experience and then then having this script of I'm a victim or this never works for me or more negativity, which obviously is just going to be get more negativity. So it's powerful that you're starting with this idea of mindset. And we need to shift these internal conversations. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. It's hard to do on your own. It's hard to just be like a mom in the mix of everything and a dad of work and kids and pressure and emails and sports and everything going on to stop and be like, I need to change my attitude. I should really change my mindset around that. Like, that's tough. Yeah. So how do people create the space for that? I mean, they join your programs and your challenges or something like Fit Mother Project. Like, like, yeah, like, what does it take to, like, get the space in your life, like, to, to do that? Exactly what you just said. Like, joining something like that, having that environment, that community, something that's, like, Ooh, I don't really want to do this. Do I really want to spend the money? Like if you're questioning something, that's a good thing. That means that it's not comfortable. It's taking you from that like nice comfy spot and you have to ask questions like, ooh, can I afford this? Am I, am I really going to commit to this? And if you're asking yourself all those things, the answer is yes, because that means it's something that you need. You're not quite sure of. It's making you uncomfortable. And when you put yourself in that type of position, your chances and odds of moving forward and improving your life just increased like triple fold yeah. versus just staying where you're at. But having, and and I think moms too, we get stuck in the mind of like, I'm super mom. I can do everything. I do do everything. Most of us are like super moms. And every morning we wake up and we put the metal clips on our wrists and we're like, bring it on because I can do everything. But we let that like seep into the rest of our life and our fitness and nutrition. We're like, no, I can figure it out. I just need to go to the gym. I, I, I know what I need to do. I just need to do that. And it's like, no, 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 sister, hold on. 
you don't have to do this part alone. You're not the expert. You're an expert on yourself, but you're not the expert on weightlifting and snacks and nutrition and protein and mindset. And it's okay to let the guard down, to take your shield off and be like, okay, someone help me. (laughs) Yeah. What a powerful place to come to that amount of humility. And it's not like you're no longer being a, the super mom you are, but also you can be in the seat of the student. You can like feel like you don't have to run every extra thing in your life. You can and and, uh, and get the expert guidance from a proven approach like yours that actually works. So as you're getting your body healthy through the various kids that you had and losing the weight, like what do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions and or like what's the stepwise process of priorities as you go through and get yourself healthier and you see your clients go through these journeys? Oh my gosh. Right. When you asked me that question, the very first thing was like cardio. Every woman thinks, and still, even when I go into the gym right now, I still see this. Like they think I need to be on the elliptical. I need to be on that treadmill running. I need to be in that class. That's like, whoop, whoop, you know, (laughs) I need to be sweating. And it's so not true. And like, mama, I get it because I was there. I was like, Oh my God, if I don't, if I'm not dripping with sweat and I didn't have my Fitbit tell me that I burned, you know, 400 calories, then this workout didn't even happen. It's the complete opposite. Your booty needs to be over in the weight section Mm -hmm. with the dudes lifting heavy stuff and putting it back down Mm -hmm. like pulling and simple, but we're like, no, but I didn't sweat enough. Like it's okay. You know what? Some days I do a killer leg day and I don't, I don't really sweat like, and that's okay. So that's that's the first one nice. that comes to mind. And the second one is nutrition. Everyone thinks, oh, I, I need to go on this diet. I need to like eat less. And again, I did it too. I was like, oh, this is my calories. I need to cut way down and this is what I need to, to be eating. Which to an extent, it's true. Yes, you need to be in a caloric deficit, right? Like what we consume versus what we burn. Like it can be simple math, but if you're hustling and you're working and you're lifting and you're running around with kids, your body probably needs more calories and protein than you're even aware of. But women think like, I don't know where they get this number from. Well, probably because it's everywhere, but 1,200 calories, I need 1,200 calories. And I'm like, oh my God, that's like good for a toddler. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. And so like, I want to break down each of those two because they're powerful. What does effective weightlifting look like for you or your bomb moms? So like one, I guess you could speak into like your schedule in terms of like strength training and general approach, as well as maybe what you'd suggest for someone who's kind of starting more in a beginner phase, like what's the general approach to lifting weights? How many days per week? What kind of training split does it look like? How do we think about this? Yeah. My method is splitting the muscles, which means like, I want you to have a day where you're lifting where it's just legs and just chest and back and just arms or whatever, however you want to do it. People split it up different ways. That's how I do it. But there's a lot of people that are like, when I ask them, what do you do? Tell me, tell me what it looks like right now. Cause they're like, Oh, I lift weights. Okay. Awesome. What do you do? Well, I go on the leg press for a little bit. And then I, you know, I do that, like that, that kick out thing. I'm like extensions. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I like, um, do my back, my arms and I curl up, you know, and People are like, they're doing everything. They're doing like a little bit of everything. And they're like, but I don't understand. I'm there seven days a week. And I tell people all the time, like, you can't screw fitness up, but you can definitely do it 
wrong when it comes to like your weights and, and training and stuff. And I, I hate it when I see people like putting in so much time and effort and never going anywhere. And they're just like on that hamster wheel. Yeah. But when you separate it and you can just focus on legs, you know, even if you're like totally clueless and you go to the gym and you're, you're doing just legs. So I am doing a squat. I am doing a leg press. Yeah. I am doing an extension and a curl. Like you're going to kill it. Yeah. And then you can really focus on each muscle group and like destroy it and and actually make gains in that area. And I tell people, you know, look at your schedule right now. If you can get some good weightlifting sessions in three days a week, you know, you're a beginner, you know, you're like, I'm new. Three days. Let's get you in there just three days. Now, someone more advanced and what my more advanced Bob moms are doing, we're six days. We're, we're in there six days a week, but it takes a lot of time to get up there. And it probably is fun for okay. moms at that point, right? When you get better, it's like, you, I imagine you look forward to getting into the gym, makes you feel good and you're improving. So there's that kick in that mm-hmm. six days is motivating when you're at a certain level and three days is like yes. very achievable for people. So maybe it's like legs on one day, pushing chest, shoulders, triceps on another day and back and biceps another day. And you can kind of rotate that or something like that. Yeah. And you, you get like, eventually you become addicted to it in a really good way. And I want my, my moms to get to a point where they're like, they're mad. They're upset. It bothers them when they lay down at night and they're like, I didn't get to the gym. Oh, I didn't get to the gym. Okay. Tomorrow I'm going to crush it. And I like that bothering feeling versus, "Eh, oh, well, screw it. I didn't, you know, or God, I suck again. And the shame and the guilt hits. I would much rather have them be like, man, that bothers me. I didn't do it. Yeah. And that's going to get you to move, you know, in a different direction faster than the shame and the guilt. So true. And it, I mean, it's, it's the kind of thing where you're being drawn towards something instead of like, you're having to like drag yourself toward it, it towards it. There's a different yeah. energy and that's reflective of the underlying mindset. Like the mindset of someone who feels bummed that they didn't get the workout in is someone who believes that exercise is great for them, that they love doing it, mm-hmm. that it's good for them. And that's the difference. Right. And I mean, I yeah. think like, that's probably created over time as you get in this early phase of starting something and committing at least for a short period of time. And then you get the confidence because it's hard to like, if you don't have the confidence in the beginning stage, it's hard to like get motivated, but certainly by getting the literal reps as well as the schedule reps in, you know, you get more confident. I want to ask you for the bomb moms that you work with and yourself, like when do you think the best times are for some people to get workouts in? Is it like whenever, are there certain times that tend to work well for people as they're dropping off kids? Like, what are some common setups for people who are like, oh, I'm just too busy? Like, when can people slot workouts in? Mm-hmm. Generally, what I tell people, it's when you can actually get it done. You know, look at your schedule. Like, when when is it even possible for you? Because if I'm like, oh, it's morning. Morning workouts are the best because, and I can give you all these statistics, but like A, you got no time in the morning, so it ain't going to happen. Or B, you hate it. You hate yeah. working out in the morning. You are a night owl. because So everyone's so different. You know, our clocks are different. So I'm always like, whenever it's best. Now, if you're asking me to get specific and you're like, okay, when should I really do it? Like, come on, Melissa, tell me the truth. I say morning. Get it done earlier rather than later. Mm-hmm. So then you have more energy 
it's done. You don't have to worry about it for the rest of the day. There's, there's a lot of benefits and even chemically too. A lot of females, like our muscle clocks are set to be more productive and sync with our hormones earlier in the day. Yeah. And the cool thing is like the way you're structuring it too, it seems like where you're doing specific body parts, it's not like you need to have like a full hour long session. I mean, literally if you can get in 20 to 30 minutes of like real dedicated focus strength training and in 20, 30 minutes, you crush the squats, the leg press, the leg curl, leg extension, some core work, which is doable. I mean, it might be a little bit longer than that. Like that's still like a million times better than doing nothing. Right. Absolutely. Done is always better than none. (laughs) Okay. Nutrition wise, like what's your approach? Like how do let's start with how you actually eat, which may not be how all your bomb moms eat, but like, it's just like (laughs) you figured out your flow. So I'd like to start there. And then I kind of want to talk about just the, your general approach to the philosophy of nutrition, making it practical foods, and then how you feed your kids as well amidst all of this. Okay. My food is, it's boring. It really is. But I take pride in that now because I have learned that repetition and boring is what helps you have abs. <laughs> it's what helps and abs you. are awesome. <laughs> abs are awesome. They really, they're not everything, but they're awesome. Yeah. But that boring, and I've had to learn to be okay with boring that's what helps you hit your goals. So every single morning, like rain or shine, I am eating eggs. I typically eat two eggs. Sometimes I add more egg whites in, um, just if I want the boost of the protein, I have flaxseed and I'm doing oat bran and I season it with, um, cinnamon mix it all together. And I put it all in one bowl and I top it with, um, salt, like Himalayan or Celtic or whatever. And I mix it all together. So it's like this bowl of mush. So it's got which oat bran totally and it disgusting. has egg whites that are whole eggs and eggs that are scrambled and cooked or like, yeah, yeah. okay, so they're already pre-cooked. Yeah, and then we throw those into a bowl with the oat bran mush, with the cinnamon, the spices, with the minerals. And you right. obviously like it. You're eating it to a certain extent. Is this, so it is tasty. Yes. And I have added now when I'm cooking up my oat bran, and I get it going. I add in my collagen and my MCT nice. um, to it too. And I was like, I don't know if I want to mess with it. Cause this is like, I don't know, probably six months now. And I'm like, I don't want to mess with it, but I don't drink coffee. So I don't, a lot of people just put it in their coffee. They put their collagen and MCT in their, their cop, their coffee. And I'm like, I don't drink it. So I, I'm like, I got to find a way to add this into my diet. And that worked perfectly. And I can't taste it because the cinnamon and salt covers it. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's this bowl of yumminess. And so many people, when I tell them that, they're like, that's disgusting. I'm like, don't knock it till you try it. Sure. <laughs> it's it's really, really good. Yeah. And it's all about adding the right amount of water because you don't want to like super thick, mm-hmm. the right amount of salt, cinnamon, you know, things like that. So that's literally my go-to every single morning, rain or shine. Like I have been up in the mountains and I have found the way to make that. Because you can bring your stuff, supplies, right? I mean, if you're anywhere traveling, mm-hmm. like you can make an egg. Like people, it's pretty easy to make eggs places. Um, and then you yeah. Spring- have you ever seen one of those yeah. um, new waves? Yeah. A new wave, the little cooking things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I have literally put that in a cooler with the pan nice. and have taken it to hotels and like, that's cool. <laughs> you could do anything on that. That's a portable yeah. routine. So that's an anchor for you every day. Okay. So run us mm-hmm. through the rest of the day. Yeah. Usually after, um, post-workout, that's when I'm doing like a protein shake. Um, that's when I have like, I'm going to say it. My cheese puffs, Cheetos, cereal, (laughs) crackers, yes, all those things. I want the carbs. I'm replacing that glycogen right after my heavy um, workout session, but I'm getting my protein too. But that's my favorite time where... Am I going to have rice? You know, am I get, am I going to eat bread? I typically don't eat bread because I have a major gluten intolerant. Um, but if I did like a 
a sourdough I can handle or gluten-free, that's when I'm going to have it. Um, and then usually like an hour or two later, I am having whatever protein I prepped in my kitchen like the night before. So that could just be like ground turkey seasoned with taco seasoning. And I am putting that on chips and having nachos. Yes. Like Mm -hmm. nachos, I know. Or chicken breast. You know, I always have it like chopped up, shredded. I'm putting it on um, romaine lettuce and I'm having like lettuce wraps or something. Um, Just another good dose, another boost. Because when I'm starving after my workout, like my body's like, oh, protein shake, gone carbs gone, like I'm hungry again. And then for dinner, I usually have, if I do any type of red meat or steak, it's always like grass fed, organic, really, really good quality. Um, I love salmon, chicken, a lot of ground Turkey. I do not do pork at all. Like I have this thing with pork, (laughs) but everything is, I love eating with my hands too. So anything that I can do like a lettuce wrap or um, I always make those uh, from like P.F. Chang's. Yeah. The, um, the last like, oh, I can't cups. think what they're yeah, called. The, I know yeah. Oh, my God. Always making those. But it's crazy what you can do with just basic chopped up ground turkey. Mm-hmm. You can make like 30 meals out of so just ground that. Ground turkey is a big, just... a big go-to for you. Like different Huge. spice profiles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And that's, that's pretty much what I do like every single day. Now, if we're having like spaghetti or something for the, you know, with the family or lasagna, um, I put mine over a bed of broccoli. So the kids need the pasta. They love it. They're eating it, but I take the marinara and the meat and I'm putting it over a huge bed of broccoli and I'm getting really full. And then I can do the feta on top, you know, salt and it's like, and I'm not making three meals. Yeah. That's a really good point. Right. I mean, that meal is delicious because of the red sauce and the cheese and the meat and all that. You don't necessarily need the carbs, but it still enables you to feed your girls in a way that like they're excited. So that's a really good hack. And I think also what I heard you say that I don't want to like glance over because it was unique and powerful is it's not like you restrict yourself from all these foods. You mentioned like cheese pops or like chips, like you have those, but they're at a specific time post-workout when your body's like nutrient sensitive. And I'm sure you don't go mm-hmm. overboard, but you have a little bit. So it's like, I imagine just because of that, you're not feeling super restrictive. And there's a big difference between having like 10 to 20 chips and having like a whole bag, right? So, right. I mean, that's part of the part of the thing. And there's chips out there that you can have like pop chips. Yeah. Great brand. I'm not like affiliated with them, but like they're non-GMO and you can have like 30 of them nice. for 120 calories. Cool. And people don't, people don't realize that people aren't paying attention, but there's things out there that you're getting the crunch and the flavor and it works. Okay. Question. And this is very related to on the food thing is like, how old are your kids, your girls? And like, what are you teaching them about health and fitness or like, where are they at in their lives as it relates to, these are obviously massive values and you're a big teacher of this stuff. Like, how are you imparting that with them and what ages are they at? Yeah. My girls are 11, 14 and 17. Okay. And so all very different, interesting stages. Um, because the 17 year old, you know, getting close to adulthood and she's watching me like a hawk. Like now she's looking at me in a whole different way than she, than my like 11 year old does. Um, And it's very important that they learn from me because if they don't, they're going to learn from the school cafeteria or their friends or TikTok or someone else on how to eat or or just don't learn at all. And they just blindly eat and eat whatever. So I make sure that they know that every single meal 
there's going to be color, some type of veggie. Like even if I'm making them a sandwich, you're having the sandwich because the meat I'm putting on it is the protein that's nitrate free and healthy. And then I'm building on it with romaine. So you're getting those nutrients. And then I put it in like another square, your fruit, like this is your fiber, this is your sugar. And then in the other square, they all have like these stainless steel boxes. And um, the other one is like their chip, whether that's like uh, a pop chip, pretzels, whatever. And I stick to everything's non-GMO or organic in my home. Yeah. Um, And they know that that's important. So whenever the kids bring me something, hey, mom, can we get this? First question, is it non-GMO? Is it organic? No turn around, go back, Mm -hmm. you know, if it is, then I'll start looking at the ingredients, but I am very clear and make sure that they look at ingredients that they are looking now and they know, read it. What's actually in this food. We were in home Depot one time. I love telling the story about my oldest and she got stuck with me there dragged along and we're in line forever. And she's like, mom, can I get that gum? She's like, just get it for me. I'm like, what? And it's like some purple, you know, power bursting, whatever. And I said, pick it up, look at the ingredients, Google them. And if you're okay with that, then I'll get it for you. And so she's like, fine, you know, we're still in line forever. And she's like, seizures, what skin problems, rashes. Oh my God, cancer. And she looked up every single thing and she's like, is this for real? I'm like, yeah. Now, are you going to get all those things the moment you eat that gum? No, but those ingredients speak to your body. Yeah. And if you eat that whole pack, and she's like, I don't want it. Forget it. You ruin everything, mom. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but I'm like, whatever. But they have to know like why you're not getting something yeah. all the time. Like, mom, can I have this? That's red from artificial chemicals and dyes. That's not red from a strawberry. Yeah. No. But we can get this. Look at these fruit snacks. Yeah. These are all organic and they're actually colored with apple juice and fruit and stuff. So their nutrition, they're they're learning and growing from me. And I make sure I pass everything on to them. Like, this is why we're getting this. This is why we're not getting this. Yeah. That's so cool. Like, I honestly, I think this was probably for me personally, one of my favorite things that you just shared over the last few minutes, because like (laughs) what I'm hearing is snacks are good, but it's all about quality. And there's a couple of like no, no boundaries that actually make it easier. It has to be non-GMO has to be organic. So you're not getting all the pesticides and BS because there's a big difference between eating a non-organic chip and something that actually has quality ingredients and they they both can taste great. So get like a best Mm -hmm. in class thing. And when you design your kids' meals, they actually have a little bit of these fun foods in there too. They're having the chips. It's not like it's a no, it's just like a best in class. And then the learning journey associated with it. So they make their own connections. Like, because mm-hmm. otherwise you're just being a tyrant, right? Did I saying no, exactly. but when they're informed by that, they can take some ownership over that and, and they're making a choice. I would not want to put this in my body versus mom says I can't have this. And that's like so different. Yeah. Cause my daughter's going off to college, you know, in a couple of years and I want her to have some type of tools. She's going to be getting her own food to know, like, this is what my mom would have like picked out for me. This is what I should have. Not, she's not going to go off to school now and just buy all the junk cereal. Like, yes, I can finally have Lucky Charms. Like my kids aren't going to do that. Yeah. Or, you know, they're, cause they're going to know why. And balance. My kids have a basket in the pantry. It's like the snack basket. So like one has granola bars, one has like um, the fruit snacks or like little, I don't know, snack thingies, whatever. And everything's like organized. So you know which one to grab. You can have one from each. It's not just like here, everything's in here. You can have as many as you want. And like my kids know we don't eat out of the bag. 
I have a million and one little bowls. So ladies, dads, if you're ever out and you see glass um, or like stainless steel bowls, just little ones, grab them. Like, you know, if you see them at the store and there's like a stack of three, get them because whenever we have a snack or something that's in a large bag that you get at Costco or whatever, pour it into the bowl, teach them portion control, and then put the bag back. If you want more, that's fine. But too many people sit down with a bag and they eat and eat and eat, and then it's gone. And then your kids do the same thing. They have no awareness of what they're eating. Yeah. So little bowls and portion control at an early age, super helpful. So good. I mean, and, and, and there's a massive difference between having one or two or three servings of something and having all six to 12, like period. Yeah. And the unconscious habit that's created when we do mindlessly eat, which we've all experienced that at some point, is like brutal. And, and that actually translates into the same other kind of like mindless activities, mindlessly scrolling or yeah. mindlessly responding to, you know, siblings or you. So it's like really cool what you're teaching them and how you teach them. Are they exercising? Are they doing sports? Oh. Like, where's it coming from? Oh, yes. Um, my oldest actually, just as of two days ago, got offered a full ride scholarship for what? college ball. She's not even a senior what yet. Kind of, yep. What kind so, of ball? Uh, volleyball. That's awesome. Yep. So we're excited about that. Um, you're the first to know. We haven't even told anyone. Ooh, that's congratulations. <laughs> um, I mean, that's really impressive. And um, yeah, we've worked hard for this and she's worked hard for this. Um, and my two little ones, they also did volleyball, but now they're really focusing on jujitsu. Cool. They're second degree black belts with me. What? And now we do jujitsu. So they top of the pull all the way to the bottom. They're white belts again. Um, and my oldest, she's a, she's a, a first degree black belt in Taekwondo. I wanted them to have that, yeah. you know, discipline and, and knowledge of some type of, you know, self-defense, but then it was time for her to leave martial arts and focus fully on volleyball because, you know, that's really what she wanted to do. But they go to the gym with me whenever they can. Um, on Saturdays when they're here, we're up and doing yoga. Like I take my whole crew to the gym and sometimes they're like, I don't want to go to yoga. And I'm like, cause <laughs> stretching hurts sometimes. And I'm like, but we all get to be together. It's only for an hour. We can just breathe, you know? And then we go out in the gym, like there's a turf. Sometimes we take up that whole turf and we are just on a line, like all doing shoulder press cool. and no one complains. They like it. And I don't push them. Um, I'm, I sometimes I'm like, we need to stretch. This is, this is good. But they never fight me on lifting. They're they're always like, yeah, I want to join. And now my daughter is in off season. And I told her, I'm like, it's it's time to start building muscle and, and start focusing on that. She's like, yep, you're right. You're right. No one fights me on it because I don't push it. Yeah. And I mean, that's cool. Like that's uh, what I'm hearing is like you have a weekend family time practice that's fitness based. And like, mm-hmm. that's cool. That's like a reconnecting time. It's good family yeah, time. And we get it in first. That's important. I'm like, we have the rest of the day to play. Yeah. Let's go now, get it in. And then we're done. They're like, okay. Nice. All right. So how does your primary partner fit into this picture? How does like it show up with your, all your fitness, like your personal routines interface with your primary relationship? Like, how does that, how does that all play out? Like things that are easy, things that are helpful. How is it integrated? Let's speak into that a little bit. Yeah. You know, relationships are tough when it comes to fitness, especially if you're not on the same page. And I think it's really important to know and to remind everyone that like, if you're not on the same page, it's okay. Like it's okay if you do you and your partner does them. Like it's all good. You don't have to force them. You don't have to make them. They shouldn't be forcing or making you. Everyone is on their own journey and it's all good. Now for me, um, 
my partner, my boyfriend, like he is so into fitness and health too. So that really helps that we are both on the same page. But like when it comes to nutrition, just last night I asked him like, so what'd you have for lunch today? And he's like, tortillas. I'm like, what'd you have for lunch today? He's like tacos, like four tacos, you know? And I know by the way he was saying it, they were like bad tacos. They were not good tacos. And that's okay. Like he, he's a grown man. He can do what he wants with his nutrition. But when it comes to dinner times and meals, we're on the same page because, you know, we're feeding like everyone and we have to eat the same thing. Like I'm not going to make him a certain, a different meal, or he's not going to go and make himself a different meal. And we're eating this. So that's important that we can all agree on, you know, big meals together the same, but Hey, if you want to throw hot sauce on that and you want to throw extra cheese on your own plate and like do it up how you want to, that's all good. But it's important to know what, and to share, like, what are your goals? What are you working towards? You know, if like, I'm trying to cut for something, like if I have a photo shoot or I know I'm going to be filming something and I have to cut, I'm like, dude, I I have to let you know, like, I can't do popcorn at night. Like I'm going to be cutting clean. Like, okay. Okay. It's just those crucial conversations are important to have where you just, you're communicating and letting each other know. Um, but that communication has to stay open. Like you have to let people know, like, babe, do not bring donuts in the home. It kills me. I'm really trying to lose 10 pounds right now. And when you bring it in, like, I can't say no. So I really need you to support me on this. That communication with your fitness journey, your partner, huge. Nice. It's everything. Great, great answer. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it's about integration and balance. It's about integration. (laughs) There's enough of a through line of togetherness, but still allowing people like within those boundaries to, to choose their own experience and adventure. And also understanding that there's times when you're getting tighter and more regimented and there's times where you're a little looser. And so you're doing both. Mm -hmm. All right. So in the back part of this conversation, I want to ask you a couple of things. I want to ask you about some outer beauty and also inner beauty stuff. And what I mean by outer beauty is like how you take care of your skin and some of your skincare routines just to like to look good on the outside as well as feel good on the inside. And then the inner beauty we'll talk about afterwards is if you have any kind of like prayer, spiritual practice or personal practice of time there. But like, let's start with the the skincare and youthful appearance stuff first. Yeah. Oh, I'm big on taking care of your skin. I feel like as we get older, you have the skin and the health and the face of like what you earned. <laughs> it's all about you earn and your skincare. It really does start on the inside, you know? So if I'm, I'm very careful about how much sugar I'm getting every single day, because that has been proven to age the skin, make the pores larger. Um, and collagen, you know, things like that, having a good one, there's a lot on the market, but like a good collagen, good vitamins and nutrients, good supplements, things like that, that's going to help your skin. Um, but one funny thing that I always like to tell people when they ask me about skin is like, I don't wash my face. And they're like, what? I use, I I had the owner of the company on, um, the podcast, like it was, it was a while ago and living libations and she sells this oil Mm -hmm. and it's for your face. I literally wash my wash in air quotes, my face with an oil. Yeah. So I don't even use like a sudsy foaming, whatever. And I rub it all down, rub it in, get some makeup off everything. And then I wipe down with, with a washcloth. Um, that's, I think played a huge role in changing my overall appearance because there's so many chemicals in skincare. It's just like food. So my skincare too, I am using something that is natural, not loaded with chemicals. 
um, from companies that, you know, have integrity, not something from like CVS or the store. Like, I, I wish I could be like, oh my God, just get this and you'll be fine. It only costs $5, but you know, you're, you're going to pay a price one way or another. Yeah. You're going to pay the price up front for the quality of your product. You're going to pay the price later. And you're like unhappy with where you're at. Mm-hmm. And one big thing too, I think a lot of people don't realize is that you have to treat each area of your skin differently. So like your skin on your neck, totally different than your cheeks. Okay. And the skin around your eyes, completely different than the skin on your forehead. Mm-hmm. So women are always like, well, do I really need the the neck cream or do I really need like the cream for the eyes? Yes, you do. They're formulated for each different section of your skin. So can you re- that's important. Can you repeat the brand, the system that you use? Because I'm sure someone will be interested and it's obviously super well vetted. What's the system? They yeah. Use? Uh, Neora okay. is um, the one I'm using right now. Um, and we can put the links to it. I can give you a link okay. in the show notes that'll, that'll cool. like take them right to it. Um there and again, the skin's different. The skin on your stomach, ladies, mm-hmm. totally different than the skin on your legs and your chest. So the cream, like the, the like the firming cream, and that's why I love this company because they're not using any chemicals. Their standards are so strict. Nice. Um, I use a specific thing on my stomach that has actually worked, and on cool. my chest. Not the same thing I'm using on my face. So it's, awesome. it's been, yeah, I mean, it's been really, really cool. But certainly something where there's a lot of variation in terms of product quality. I think that's a huge emphasis. So there's a lot of good brands. Find something, test it out. It works for you. And I love the idea of the oil-based uh, cleansing process. I think, cool. Yeah, that's cool. All right. So mm-hmm. inner beauty. Like, do you have a prayer, spiritual practice or personal development time? Like, how do you incorporate time for you? That's not just like external activity with fitness, but yeah. a little more like just you time where you can deeply connect with yourself, check in, maybe find some peace and alignment. Like, how does that show up in your life? It, it shows up in my car. I'm uh, not going to lie. Cool. <laughs> I think it's important to have like your own space, like wherever that is. It's my car and my closet. Um, and I'm big on what we call it creating space. Did you guys create space today? Did my bomb moms create space in my car? Like after I drop kids off somewhere, I'm pulling in that driveway. I always take like just five minutes and they're usually looking out the window and they're like, mom's home. Um, so sometimes it's cut short, but it's the right temperature in there. It's quiet. And I just take a moment to, okay, breathe three deep breaths. What do I have to go tackle? What do I need to let go of? What am I going into? You know, like, and I just take that moment. That time in my car is so precious to me. And sometimes I run up to the door and I'm like, nope, turn around, go back. I'm not ready to come in yet. And then my closet. Um, I have, when I onboard women and we are like talking about mindset work and stuff, um, I have them like, if you go to Target or um, Home Goods or something like that, find a cute pillow. Like it could be something that goes outside or whatever yeah. and put it in your closet, like stick it in between something. Mm-hmm. And when you need time, you pull that pillow out, you close your closet door and you just sit there 10 minutes yeah. and breathe. You will come out a completely different woman. Nice. So those, my car and my pillow, my closet, those have been magical for me. And I think it's one of the reasons why I've made it as far as I have. Yeah. That's really like, I'm glad I asked you that question because those are really, really specific and cool practices. And it seems like it's about mm-hmm. these spaces, these, these spaces, like closets, also a transition space, like the car, like you're, you have a moment to pause. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, I guess people who are feel like inconsistent with me time are probably just 
not having it integrated into these key junction points, but even five minutes. I mean, that'd be like so, so centering for somebody. Yeah. And if you don't hold your space and your time sacred, other people just come into it all the time. People will take and take and take from you and they don't do it on purpose. You know, it's not like my children do it on purpose and they want to invite, invade every aspect of my (laughs) life, but they love me and they want me and, you know, they need me and, and that's okay, but I have to have boundaries and it's okay to have boundaries Mm -hmm. with your time and your space. Nice. Well, Melissa, this was like, of awesome conversation. I mean, <laughs> we covered a lot of range here. I love that there was a mix of like the philosophy as well as like actual really cool like habits and tricks that you use in your life. And it's just, I'm grateful that you're out there being such a shining example of like what's possible and leading so many moms. And on that note, I know there's someone listening to this right now that is interested in connecting with you deeper, learning more about your bomb mom program and all this stuff. So where would you like to send people that um, so they can learn more about your work and just like listen to you drop some more wisdom? Yeah, for sure. Uh, follow me on Instagram. That's a great place because I'm on there constantly. It's ITS Melissa Vogel. It's Melissa Vogel. Follow me on there. Um, and then my website, melissavogelfitness.com is where you can you can link and find everything to a challenge that we're running, that we're actually running one in June. We start uh, um, in June, but I hold one typically every month just to give someone a, you know, a kick yeah. in the butt and then and then decide from there what, what you want to do next. But yeah, my website will contain everything for you guys. Absolutely love it. Melissa Vogel, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on today. Appreciate this conversation and I hope you have a great rest of your week. Thanks for having me on. Hey there, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Fit Mother Project podcast. If you love what you heard, I have a favor to ask you. Please consider taking 60 seconds right now to leave us a rating and review on our podcast. Leaving us a review is super quick. It only takes a minute and it's so, so helpful to us as it really boosts this podcast to reach more people who need this information and this message. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, you can leave us a star rating and review. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the like button and leave us a comment. Overall, I truly appreciate you being with us here on the podcast. On behalf of me and my entire Fit Mother Project team, we truly feel honored and grateful to support you and your family on your journey to fantastic health. I thank you for your support of this podcast and of this mission. Also, if you're interested in joining our complete Fit Mother program and becoming an official member of our community, you can visit our website, fitmotherproject.com. And on the Fit Mother site, you'll be able to see our complete Fit Mother program along with our online store with the best supplements designed for busy moms. And you'll also find a ton of free resources like recipes, workouts, meal plans, and more. God bless you and your family. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll catch you on the next episodes of the Fit Mother Project podcast.